Welcome to Adjust Your Life, an integrative health podcast about you and your overall wellness with Dr. Tim Dooley and Dr. Patrick O'Brien. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another show of the Adjust Your Life podcast. It's me. It's with, I'm here with my partner, Dr. Tim Dooley, per the usual, and myself, Dr. Pat O'Brien. Uh, we, we, we're going over some different options on different things we want to you know, cover in some different shows. We've had quite a few shows. We've covered a lot of common questions, but I think this is one that is asked at least amongst my, myself, uh, my patients, at least weekly. And that would be, can you adjust or can you quote unquote crack your, your own neck self cracker or something like this? Yeah. And it's a great question. People, you know, like I, it gets back to the point where like when you're in grade school and your teachers are, you're cracking your knuckles and they're saying, stop doing that. You're going to cause arthritis and stop cracking your neck. You're going to cause more problems. And I, I think there's more, there's more to it than just, I wouldn't call it bad necessarily, but I think it's worthy of a show so we can at least, you know, kind of debunk any myths associated with that i know you're asked that question i'm pretty sure everybody does it yeah well you you may not do it even knowing you're doing it or you may just turn your neck and it pops on its own which could be constituting an adjustment but i think we should discuss the talk about what that is yeah so when you hear a cracking sound in your neck let's start with that or your back or your Mm -hmm. knuckles or something what are you hearing you are hearing the joints rush past each other and it's more of a gaseous release i think we had this on uh yeah our waiting room yeah, and I and I we do, and and the thing is, is that when that popping sound you hear is, people are always assuming it's the bones, and that's right. why we're getting scared. And it's not the bones; it is correct what you just said, but it's it's the air, or the vacuum, or the the air that's been stuck between those joints that is now being released and thus making a popping sound. Mm-hmm. So it's if it was bone on bone, that would be uncomfortable; that'd be painful. So the popping sound is just simply the the gases gases between the joint spaces that are being released. But I think what I tell people from an adjustment standpoint, if you're getting to that knuckle thing, is if you do it, I don't have a problem with it, but if you do it, if no, you do either. it abruptly, if you do quick movements where if you just kind of put your fingers together and barely push and they pop, really don't have an issue with that. But if you're doing one of those quick ones where you kind of hit your knuckles, that's going to potentially cause more some inflammation is what I I just do. don't like when you force a joint to go against the way it's supposed to go. That would be my like pushing a knuckle down or pushing a joint in the wrong direction. Passive that, the range of motion yeah. should be. That makes sense. I, I agree with that. Actually, I don't, I'm going to use that. I've not said that. I think the problem with it though is like when you start doing that, it's very habitual. It's very like, um, not, like you're just—it's a habit, and yeah, you repeatedly I, do it all day, and it sounds ridiculous. I guess it doesn't sound that ridiculous, but it, if you're doing it all day long, over and over and over again, your joints become more loose, and you will do it even in situations maybe where you're stressed or right. you thinking that you're actually fixing something and, and getting into that is—are you correcting something? Well, you may be mobilizing a joint. But what I tell people, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I've not, I don't know if you and I have had this conversation at this level. We don't but speak. If, yeah, we don't speak. Yeah. If, we, if you have seven bones in your neck, for example, I tell patients, and you crack your neck, you turn your head to the side and it cracks. Every time it cracks, you do it multiple times a day and you hear something pop. Let's say you do that because you have neck pain and you think, oh, I'm, I'm fixing it by cracking it. Well, let's say your problem is, for example, at C3 and C4, which are like two bones in the middle of your neck. Every time you turn and crack it, the joint that is the least stuck is going to be the first one to pop. On repeat. So it'd be on repeat. So it's going to be C1, C2, and then C5, C6, C7. So what you're doing is you're not hitting the spot, in my opinion, you're not hitting the spot that you need to hit, and you're putting hypermobility or too much movement into a joint that doesn't need it. 
so that every time you go to do it, you're mm-hmm. popping the center of the wrong joint. And when you go to a chiropractor and they go to adjust it, when they go to deliver the corrective adjustment and they want to hit that C3, C4 and they go to push, the joints that you've stretched out are the ones absorbing the force. Yeah, That's the way I try to explain it. So then it becomes difficult with those patients. You can tell you can tell if someone you know does this to themselves. As soon as I grab their neck, I can feel it a lot of times. Oh, as soon as someone lays down, you put yes, your hand for sure. on their neck, you can feel it. So what, what the piggyback off that, I also say very similar things, but I also say since it's become such a habit for you, you feel the need to do it half a dozen, dozen times a day because you get that self-relief for moments yep. and then the problems come right back because you can't physically move that one joint because it is fixated and you need some sort of fulcrum, some sort of like hand placement from someone who does it for a living. And that gets to what we say. I can't do yeah. it to myself. Right. Right. I ask you or vice versa because yeah. I don't have what I say, the mechanical advantage. I don't have the ability to hit it at the right angle mm-hmm. and use the word fulcrum. That's exactly what it is. I think if we even like touch on this too, like when we're in grad school and we were learning how to adjust, who'd we practice on? Each other on repeat. Yep. And we all ended up with headaches. Oh my god. Because yes. our necks were so loose and so lax. So if you do self self do that and you self crank your neck you will start developing headaches and posture issues with it too because you're stretching ligaments, you're making your joints looser. And what happens when the joint becomes looser? That means the muscle sees there's a problem, so the muscle mm-hmm. will start to tighten to compensate for right. that. This making your neck tighter and mm-hmm. feeling like you need to fix that. So you create. I think you do create further problems. Yeah. I don't know if I would sit there and say by cranking on your neck, you're going to 100% guarantee yourself arthritis per se. No. Because you're not, it just depends. But I mean, like, it's long term. I think there's a number of factors with, like we just said. The, you're the self-soothing with a risk. I, that's and we've had agreed. folks self-adjust and end up on the surgical table. That is true. No doubt about Actually, it. Actually, as a kid, I did it. On, we were going out to Colorado on a vacation. I twisted my neck too hard and essentially gave myself what's known as torticollis, where the muscle, the neck is just stuck in a position. And it was extremely painful for a number of days, mm-hmm. all because <clears> I, not at the time, not knowing what I was doing, injured myself yeah so i definitely don't advise that and that was just the, we we're only talking about the neck i mean you yeah. just, this applies to the whole spine mm-hmm. everywhere and, you know also if you happen to be listening to this and you do come in to the office we're gonna know if you're doing it or not so don't lie to us for sure it's, <laughs> it's so easy to figure it's out so immediate yep it's it's easy and which is not a good thing but it's again getting to like the the neck part mm-hmm. of it, like let's move down. Like I, I'm just relating to what I hear kids and they come in and their parents and they do something. Their parents like, oh my gosh, they're cracking and cranking on themselves all the time. The lower back, which back in school we had the desk that was built in, like with the desk and chair. People mm-hmm. grab that desk and chair and they twist, and it, their back will pop. But what I tell patients is that the lumbar spine, like when you twist side to side and rotate. Majority of that motion is all happening in your thoracic spine because of how the facet joints, which are the joints that you hear crack, are are rotating. The low back is really not made to rotate a lot. So when you rotate, when the body is in that upright position, you're essentially just rubbing or forcing two bones against each other until something pops. So if you are to do a twist like this, whatever side you are rotating towards, I usually would tell a patient if they're just going to do it as a stretch, the side you're rotating towards, that knee should be up. So you're in what we would call a flexed position. To at least allow for a little more mobility. And it's kind of a long-winded answer, but and, you know, <clears throat> it's fine doing it. Just don't jerk. You can just slowly stretch, and if you hear something, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I if I'm gonna go golf or something, I'll lay down on the ground, lay on my side, swing my leg across mm-hmm. as if you're trying to pop it, and just stretch. And you know what? If something pops, it pops. If if not, no big deal. But that movement, that positioning is 
is ideal for for the joint space because when a chiropractor adjusts you they kind of have you in the same position anyway so i also want to touch like i get a lot of patients ask me about this and then they ask me about what when i get up in the morning and i step up out of bed i hear all these noises in my legs noises in my back that's not really adjusting that's just your joints joint mobility and i argue i think that's a great thing if you don't hear those moving in the morning i think something is more wrong than you think and that's actually a perfect lead into this because when i start to adjust patients who are very let's say they have a lot of arthritis in their neck and it's very stuck and you start adjusting it and it starts to move more and more and more well a patient will come to me after a couple of visits and say i'm hearing more cracking and popping in my neck on its own and I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. And that's because the joint has been so fixated. Now we've induced movement and you're hearing it pop on its own. And if we continue to do this, what over time you'll start to hear that popping occur less and less and less because the neck is back to its original state, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And you don't have that fixation, but it goes the opposite way. Some people don't have any sound in their neck when you twist and turn, but then over time you start to hear it get crunchy and poppy. And then over time, if you continue to neglect that, it can be become more fixated. So mm-hmm. it's being, you're right. You want to hear the pops. That means the joint's not completely stuck, but you, you want to make sure you know it's not getting worse or getting better. It just depends on the situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I know as soon as I get out of bed and I, you know, go to the shower or whatnot, I, my knees are blowing up. My ankles are blowing up. My back's just stretching my shoulders. And I find that as a good thing. That's a, almost like a, morning ritual for me is feel everything move and you know what if it doesn't i'm like oh man it's really tight i better go get something done yeah Um, same thing and and i think let's let's go into like if we were to if you were to do it to yourself like what's acceptable i know we kind of how much is too much what's the right way of doing it? yeah so i think that like for example like if i'm gonna do like my neck and this is hard to explain over like an audio part of it but like if i was to stand straight up and if I was to jump my neck out in front of me, stick my head forward, kind of like a, pretend like a pigeon pecking at something, if you were to push forward, that's not ideal movement for the neck. That's going to decrease the curve of your neck. It's not ideal. So for me, if you stand straight up and then you try to do like a chin tuck where you're basically just pulling your head backwards as if if I was standing up, touching my nose against the wall, I'm trying to pull my nose away from the wall. If it starts to crack and pop in there, which mine does, that gives me relief personally. And I'm not touching my neck, but because of the movement and the contraction of the muscle in my neck, it relieves tension. But the side to side twist, if I do it, I might just twist with a little rotation and just hear a pop. But I, like you said, I'm not forcefully pushing my neck. And I think the best way to describe it is natural motion. If that's causing noises, then that's fine. If it's an unnatural motion, an unnatural jerk or shove or yank or whatever they will want to use that probably is not good for you yeah because what do you you have between the bones you have little shock absorbers that are called discs and if you do an unnatural movement as you're saying you i mean you definitely have some risk of like some sort of an annular thing which is like part of the disc tissue can become Mm -hmm. injured and and you know then you're looking at more longer term issues for sure yeah the the thoracic spine so the mid back it's i tell people all the time like get one of those foam rollers if you have issues with there and you if you know what a foam roller is it kind of looks like a pool noodle but much more dense and maybe a little more like a little thicker and people will lay on these things and lift your pelvis up and roll up and down on your back and your back may crack and pop and all you're doing is again you're releasing some 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 gases in those joint spaces but you're providing that extension that movement back into the joint that is the number one thing that i have a patient go and get and the probably the cheapest thing to yeah, help with back pain more than anything is a foam roller. And you, what's what's manipulating you, if you want to call it that, is your body weight. Did you like say manipulation? Manipulation. Oh. Let's let's say let's be technical here. Okay. If what's cracking 
is your body weight providing the the force into it. So I think that the I agree with you. I, I feel like the foam roller. I'm down on the ground in our in our rooms showing patients on the ground how to do it the right way. I think there is a right and wrong way to it as well. But just I think it's consistency. Mm-hmm. Just keeping like, uh, the at the end of the day, chiropractic. The go to word that I've said to a number of patients is. You know, motion is medicine. Movement is medicine. You got to keep the joint moving. If it stops moving, it's going to break down. And as you get older, it's going to slowly stop. Without moving. question, yeah. If you if you're not if you're not keeping proper maintenance and movement on there, if you're not properly maintaining your car and changing the oil and doing things, it's going to break down. So mm-hmm. if you're doing a foam roller, even for I don't forty seconds, a minute a day, something minimal and getting some movement, it's better than it's doing nothing. Provide you relief. Better than doing nothing. So there's a huge thing like. You know, amongst chiropractors, everyone's a little different. You know, one chiropractor may say it's good to get adjusted every single day. You know, one says maybe once a month. One says like three times a year. I know where I stand. I mean, I think you and I have both pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have no problems, no pain, no nothing, how often should you get adjusted? What do you think? Well, okay. So this, again, it's very that's pretty subjective, right? And I, sure. I go back to the dental comparison like i don't have a cavity i don't have any problems but i'm still going in a couple times a year get clean and just get treated right i'm preventing it from becoming an issue so with chiropractic i think that number can be can be all over the place let's just talk about insurance a lot of insurances will approve 12 visits like a basic insurance will 12 12 visits to a chiropractor per year with the assumption they're going to get adjusted once once a a month i i can say i probably tell patients six weeks is probably a pretty good number maybe six to eight weeks but i mean my kids, I probably do every six to eight weeks. Just depends. Sometimes my wife will be two times a month. Sometimes it'll be a couple times a year. But just yeah. like you said, it also depends on it's how just you feel. So related to what you do for a living. And I don't know if doing this self-adjusting is you cracking your own back or neck, or whatever, is going to be. I don't by any means stand in the sense that that's going to be a, a proper replacement for a chiropractic because it is not. If it was that simple to fix all your problems, then you. We would not have a profession. Yeah, we it just doesn't work that way. So don't think that you can be like, well, if I watch enough YouTube videos and see these guys and do it the right way, I can get away from it. You can't. I can't get away from it. And we have both been practicing over 10 years. Like, it's just not how it works. So, I mean, make sure if you have an issue and the adjustments you're doing, you're hearing something crack in your back or neck and it doesn't seem to be giving you any remedy, mm-hmm. absolutely far and away, at least be examined from the right person, the right chiropractor to determine yeah. if that would be worth your while. And all those TikTok videos of it cracking, those are fake. They just have like bubble paper underneath <laughs> their hands and stuff when they do it. <laughs> well, we we uh, that's that's the next thing. We're gonna, I know you we're bought gonna, a microphone. We're gonna have we're some gonna TikTok do videos it. coming. You're gonna you're gonna look at some of the. Pop- Why are we talking about that? What about that? That um, there's like a uh, somebody in Texas. It's like yanking people by the neck. I the towel. Know. What's that called? He calls it the ring dinger. The ring dinger. What do you the think ring, of the ring dinger? You know this. This is actually a good thing. Getting to self manipulation. Is this the right way and wrong way? How about this? Some of these videos that are sent to me on Facebook and from other social media sites and TikToks about some doctor adjusting someone. Some, some people ask my opinion. They want my opinion. Uh, and they're, some of them are some of them are good. Some of them are things they don't teach, at least where we went to school. So I'm not sure what we're watching here. So you, just because you see something on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Look person. it up. Look up the ring dinger on TikTok. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'd rather be adjusted with a hammer and a chisel than get that done. 
which I think I've seen guys do that as well. Oh, dear Lord. But speaking of that, that ring dinger, when you watch this, you'll think, oh, you got two buddies watching it. It's simply a guy grabbing underneath someone's neck and he's yanking oh, upward. Hey, uh, you know, some guy watches this says, well, I can do that. Oh, All I'm doing is pulling. Yeah, you when you watch it, you probably could do that, but it's not just simply as pulling. There's like a whole feel to it, how much is too much kind of thing. So getting that self-manipulation and getting make sure we're staying with, with this topic, like when you think you see someone else do it and think, well, I can do that just as well. That kind of falls in that same concern. Like, is it a natural movement? Have you ever done it? Do you know what you're doing? Don't do it's, it. Yeah. So I, I would be cautious on every aspect of this of this topic on what you're doing. Again, mm-hmm. but the long run the, the long term answer is the short term answer to to sum it up is I don't think you're doing yourself any kind of a disservice or making it worse as long as you are not doing it past too hard. If you're doing it gentle, you're right. Who doesn't do it? My my ten year old at home is doing it with his neck every so often. Like it yeah, is what I mean, it is. There's probably a reason why you're doing it. So, yeah. you know, just like anything else, you don't ignore it. Don't just keep doing something because it you think it's helping. Do you know have it looked at. So, you know, you know, by all means make an appointment and we'll look at it and we'll tell you if there's something wrong with a specific joint and tell you, you need to stop doing it if you can turn your chin all the way around your shoulder because you're your neck is so loose you've got problems yeah yeah i'm with you and uh yeah the the to just kind of reiterate that the the causation of long-term problems arthritis um things with like adjusting like your knuckles and stuff i actually there i couldn't i can't quote the study and i'm not making this up and you can look it up but there was there's a doctor who literally did not crack he cracked he was adjusting or cracking his own knuckles like i don't know how many times multiple times a day for like years I don't remember where it's at, but it was years and years, years only on one hand, and he did not do the other hand. Oh my gosh! Truly, and I've read this. There was this whole thing, and it was basically showing like the long-term effects of if there's any like cystic formation in the joints, is there loss in joint space, is there any uh, bone spurring type of things occurring, is there any risk of like uh, the little like the little bone spurs occurring on on the uh, the joints of the fingers? And from basically to completely sum this up is that there was no findings to suggest that cracking your knuckles is going to cause quote-unquote arthritis so that's all and that's aimed at all my teachers who told me that was going to cause but um i think what it's what we're looking at is is getting back to it if you're going to do it do it but just don't i don't like the whole jam your fingers together till something pops that's just the only thing i think what it's going to cause is going to cause the synovial fluid which is the fluid in between the joints to potentially become irritated maybe make the joints to be a little more um, maybe swell or maybe with mm-hmm. time it can cause some re- reduction in range of motion but I'm I wouldn't say yeah if you want to give yourself arthritis crack yourself I, that's yeah. that doesn't make sense to me no so. but overall you know what, like I said in the beginning I think if you're hearing joints in your spine joints on your body move and make noise that's a fine it's a fine thing they're supposed to move you know if you're not hearing them or feel like the need to force them and you still don't hear them you know get in here you know let us have a look at you and We'll give you some advice. Yeah, and if we had, if we are adjusting you and you're feeling better, and we'll show you. I lay down the table and it's like, here's something you can do to assist some of mm-hmm. the things I've been doing, so that you're able to learn it the right way, see it in person visually, oh, but well, then limit maybe how many visits you have to even come into a right. chiropractor. Yeah, you don't need a hundred. We can get it figured out pretty quick. All good. I think All that right. pretty much sums it up. That I was, have nothing else to say on the topic. Yeah, it's just I'm, I'm asked this constantly, and now I'm just going to make sure everyone comes and listens to this podcast. So People don't listen. We will have more topics moving forward. Please uh, feel free to uh, subscribe to our channel, uh, listen to more of these podcasts. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to contact our office. I'd be happy to answer any uh, questions with you over the phone. 
Um, visit our website at ipmdohio.com if you can. Don't call me. Hope everyone <laughs> has a great day. Have a good one. <laughs> See you. Thanks for listening.